Shut up, I love it. Diary slash shut up, I love it. I'm Joe Cabello. Oh, very energetic. And I'm Sasha Filer. <laughs> Welcome That's to right. Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast. I'm to bring it. When we, we're on this rainy day, invite you and everybody else uh, to listen to an interview with somebody who's here to defend something they love that the rest of the world doesn't understand, doesn't think much of, doesn't love, hate any anything at all. And who is joining us today, Joe? All right, today we have an art teacher, artist at the Hive Gallery in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, she also does sketch comedy with Screwdale, which you can see on YouTube, very funny videos. We've got Lady Beaver. Hi, how's it going, guys? Good, welcome. It's going real well. I, you know, I usually do my little intros and I didn't really have a good one for this one. So I'll apologize to the community at large. It was the laziest well, one it was I've hard. ever heard <laughs> It you was do. harder. Sometimes we'll have like a movie and I do an impression of one of the characters or I mm-hmm. sing. This one was harder. So I do want to apologize to the community. Oh, sing a beaver song. I'm a beaver. beaver I'm a beaver. <laughs> I'm a beaver. I don't know. Is that a beaver song? I mean, it's. Sure. Okay. I was thinking of uh, Winona's Big Brown Beaver from Primus. Don't oh, no, know it, so I'm going to leave it. Big Brown Beaver and she takes it all into town. I don't know how it goes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's great. It's um, better than anything is... I've done in this minute and a half. And this is the liveliest podcast so far we've had in over uh, almost 240 episodes. And you wouldn't think so, judging by what we're about to talk about. Lady Beaver, what are you here to talk about? I'm here to defend the practice of journaling, of morning pages mm-hmm. specifically. Morning okay. pages specifically. I like yes. it. And this is, you know, I knew my intro was crap because it's not like writing in a diary <laughs> necessarily. But, it, you it know. It kind of mm-hmm. is, though. It's the, I mean. I win then. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's ever kept a diary when they were a kid and they actually wrote, Dear Diary. Like, I don't write Dear Diary when I write. And it almost... Yeah, it's it's almost like you have to retrain your brain how to journal in a way that feels good and maybe or where you feel okay for it to not feel good, actually. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Let's get into yeah. what morning pages are. Because I've yeah. heard of like morning wood and things like that, but I don't <laughs> okay. think it's the same. You can do your morning pages while you, you have morning wood. You could do two in one. Two oh, for okay. one. I might have to try that. Uh <laughs> So what are these morning pages? So morning pages, the idea of morning pages actually comes from the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And um, it's a program that is for people going through some sort of creative block, writer's block or artist block. Um, so if you do have writer's block, this book is fantastic. Um, I, I usually don't have artist block because I have a million ideas. I have way too many ideas. Uh-huh. Um, but it was suggested to me, um, and it does take you through little exercises, but in a nutshell, at the end of the program, what you're left with is um, write in a journal for 15 minutes every morning, the first thing you wake up, and the second thing is to take yourself on an artist date once a week, and an artist date is just anything you want to do for yourself, by yourself, um, and so it could be literally walking to the grocery store to buy stickers 
by yourself. That could be your artist state. Um, so, but the, the really, um, and I think it, it is in important to invest time into yourself and, uh, you know, inspire yourself for sure. But the morning pages are so helpful because it really does help unblock you. You start writing about the things that you want to accomplish in there, or you're just venting about stuff that's filling your head from your daily life, uh, things that's taking up space from being productive, doing other things. Um, some days I don't know what to write. And that's literally what I write down. Like, uh, Julia encourages you in the book to, um, if you don't have anything to say, right? I don't have anything to say right now. I don't know what to write. And even that is a process of unblocking you. Um, and the idea is too, that if you're bugging yourself enough about accomplishing something, then you're eventually going to do it. If you're writing it every single day and bugging yourself, you're holding yourself more accountable. It's also a great way to set a goal list for what you want to accomplish even in that day. Um, so you're thinking about it and um, yeah, I mean, I vent a lot to my journal and I pray in my journal, you know, in my morning pages, I'll pray to the angels for things that I need help with or want to accomplish. And I feel like all of those things really, really do help my creative process. Wow. This idea of artist dates, I mean, that's me all the time because I do everything alone and it's it's a lonely life. Maybe I need to actually stop doing artist dates because that's my problem. Do you go to problem. shows? Do you go to concerts? Um, I'll, like I went to Pasadena Comic Con last weekend oh, cool. alone. So just you're sitting in the hour line to get in before just there. Uh, so yeah, I, <laughs> I think I have no problem doing that part. It's uh, finding friends to do anything with that I struggle with. But this isn't about that. Uh, <laughs> the morning pages and journaling, um, you know, I could already see there being that delineation that you're kind of like uh, making there. So is that part of like what, I guess what category of shut up, I love it, do you think journaling and morning pages belongs well, into? The thing that people hate, I think, about when I when I suggest morning pages, I mean I'm a high school teacher, right? I, I'm a high school art teacher, and um, it's very much encouraged at my school for students to write in all their classes. So my principal says all classes are English classes because the reading level for high schools, um, on average, uh, nationwide, is middle school reading level at the high school level. It's pretty bad. Um, and so we try to increase uh, English English language skills by incorporating it more into all of our classes. So all of my classes every day at school start with an article that the students have to read, and then they either have to summarize the main idea of the text or answer short uh, responses. Um, and I think when people hear journaling, they think, oh, I don't want to do that because it's writing. I don't want to have to write. Mm -hmm. It's homework. You know, by, by choice. Yeah. And the kids in my class, too, are like, why are we writing? This is art. And I, I always have to, you know, give a big, important lecture about, well, this is why it's important as an artist to be able to write and to be able to talk about your work. Um, and even just to understand what your work means, you know, because as an artist, sometimes you just make stuff and you don't stop to think about why, you know, why you're making this thing mm -hmm. or like what what drove you to make it. And so it really does writing really does help you unpack your process 
and um, help you figure out, yeah, psychologically, what it is, what what are you doing, and and uh, yeah, and like why you need to do this thing. Um, but I think that part is hard for people too. I think, you know, people have a hard time uh, with self awareness and looking at themselves hard and bettering themselves. You know, it's easier right. to just hop on social media and, you know, watch people's stories for an hour. Um, because Love the idea, of, yeah, the idea of the morning pages is you do them first thing when you wake up, when your brain mm. is fresh, you're still half asleep. Sometimes I don't even remember the stuff I wrote and a conversation will come up later about something. And I'm like, oh, right. I wrote this down this morning. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you're like, your uh, your alarm goes off, you sit up, you toss your nightcap off your head, your light blue nightcap, as we all sleep in a night uh, a blue <laughs> droopy nightcap and gown. Of course. And then just grab your notebook next to you and start writing. Is that what it looks like? Um, yes. However, the past, well, what I've been doing the past about two, three weeks actually is because when my alarm goes off, I don't get up right away I have to hit snooze twice usually so what I've been doing instead of hitting snooze twice is I'll, I'll have a second alarm go off in like 15-20 minutes and I'll put on a morning meditation uh, a guided meditation on YouTube and I'll just lay in bed like half awake like half asleep half awake but it's playing in the mm -hmm. background kind of, so that I'm not just I don't know. I am tempted to go for my phone first thing. And so that that really has been helping me to just relax. Also, I am uh if you know me, you'll know I'm like a little eccentric <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh I just have a lot of energy and it's like from this so it just it it's good because it kind of forces me to to spend time actually relaxing, meditating, like slowing down even from the second I wake up and kind of slowly going into my morning. And then when my second alarm goes off after the meditation, yes, that's when I grab my journal and uh, and write usually. Wow, so, and for people, if you didn't know, Lady Beaver is eccentric. <laughs> I, if, you didn't, if you didn't know, someone who dons that name might be a little eccentric. I get, the the question I get most people asking me most of the time is how do you have so much energy? <coughs> Everyone's always asking me, what's your secret? How do you have so much energy? Even when I do TikTok live, because I'm on TikTok also and I sing and dance on there. I love doing uh, live karaoke, like having little concerts in my living room. Um, even when I do that, people are like, did you drink five cups of coffee? Like people don't understand that um, it's, I just have ADD, you know, <laughs> I, have, I have ADD and, um, I'm a Gemini, so I'm the twins. So I basically bring two people to the table. And uh, when one's yeah. tired, the other one just kicks in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Joe, what, what's your familiarity, Joe, with uh, journaling or diarying or anything? You else? know, it's something that every once in a while, like maybe twice a year, I'm like, I should do this. You know, like a, a, my <laughs> wife does it. My wife's always, she daily journals. You know, in the more I think she basically does morning pages and she'll do them at nighttime sometimes as well. And I have some friends who do that. 
and swear by it. So I'm always like, oh, that should be something as a writer that I do. So I'll get into it. Um, but obviously it's never stuck. <laughs> like I'll do it for maybe two days and then just not do it anymore. What do you write usually? It's actually just like uh, what Lady Beaver's talking about. Of Good, welcome. Just sometimes it is. I don't know what I'm writing about. What's all, What's this? What's going on in my brain? You know, you're just kind of like processing that other times it's just like random ideas you know but i haven't done it enough or long enough to really like know what i write when i do it so another good thing you can do in your morning pages too if you don't know what to write is do a gratitude list that's also really helpful too because a lot of the time you know we're negative and venti as people you know it's a great place your morning pages actually are a really great place to do all that negative venting because you know you don't have to bring anyone else's energy down yes <laughs> like <laughs> telling them all this stuff but it's also a great place to do a gratitude list so if you find yourself being really negative and upset about everything in your life what are you happy about in your life you know what do you already have or what have you accomplished already that's, you know, where have you actually met your goals? And write down that stuff, you know? Um, and, you know, there's the whole belief about, it's like karma also, but the energy you put out is the energy you get back. And if you're putting positive energy out into the world, you know, you get that energy back. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's a good place to shift your energy, honestly, at the beginning mm -hmm. of the day. I would even argue that um, this is a natural place where that shift happens, at least for me. <clears throat> when um, I, I, I've, you know, read the book and uh, I've tried morning pages for some time, many years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and it didn't stuck. But um, at the times when I cannot do other self-care that's important for my psyche, like hot yoga, which would be number one on the list, and then uh, just regular yoga, and then going down, like meditation... It ends up being that, like, if for whatever physical reasons, for medical reasons, I cannot do those things for a while, <clears throat> usually having to do with pregnancy, I would um, have the need to, you know, like, do self-care. And then it goes, the easiest thing to do is literally the easiest thing to do is to journal. So to me, journaling <clears throat> and, you know, using it like not morning pages, because when you have an, a year and a half year old, when they wake up is when you wake up. So there's no... There's no more luxury of 15 minutes in the morning by yourself. Like, you go wake up and you get them out of the crib. But um, but you do, um, even during the day, I, like, I look at journaling when used as part of, like, um, changing that energy as purification. <laughs> so it's like you're burning that negative energy or those negative thoughts that might be at the top of your mind. And that's why, um, for some reason, whenever I sit down, I start doing journaling. It goes from like negative expression on purpose, putting it on paper, and then it transforms itself into gratitude. I don't actually necessarily sit down and say to myself, oh, I'm going to write gratitude journal. I just sit down and then I start writing. And then for some reason, there's like a switch happens, which happens to me also when I do meditation, specifically transcendental meditation. Mm, I do too. There's like also, an actual... Actually. Yeah, there's actually like click. There's actually like a 10, 15 minutes, depending how often you meditate, like your brain is more ready for that or not. You feel the energy shift and suddenly you're like in a different space. Maybe it's physically, physiologically just means your body going from um, uh, like, 
you know, one nervous state to another one, what is it, the, from sympathetic to parasympathetic, and you, like, more become relaxed? Or is it something else that's going on? But the same thing happens in journaling for me. Like, if I write long enough, then suddenly, like, my thoughts become... But I'm like grateful for this, and this is nice, and but I'm not consciously directing that because that's what I don't want to do. The things is like when I have to sit down and write ten for me, yeah, things that I'm grateful for because I'm like, well, but then there's this horrible other thing that's happening that's like you like me. need to so get that out I, me, first or something. Yeah, I need to get that out, and so that's why I call it like purification, which is similar to meditation or anything that's like yoga or whatever. You go there like you burn, you burn like the, the person, the, you burn the person that's overwhelmed by being a human and then you go to the source and like the source is probably what opens you up to being more compassionate content and then like all the other good things that you are and so like i have journaling right now as a parent and also you know pregnant to becoming parent again where i don't have a lot of me to do these things with but like i have it in the back pocket to kind of like treat myself to a better state so i agree with everything you said and it's interesting like to me like it's accessible even outside of the morning pages so even like if you're not an artist necessarily but you just want to be healthy and mentally i feel like there's a way to use it as a tool to refer to for your better yeah self-betterment for sure absolutely Yeah. um, The other thing, too, that I think about is connecting to my higher self or my angels, too. Like, it's the only time in the day where I'm, like, talking to myself. Like, I have a full conversation with myself, and I'm asking for questions, and I'm asking for guidance, and asking for help, and asking for support from the universe. You know, I ask for help every day from the universe. Do you talk to, you address the universe? I constantly address yes, the universe in those pages. I I'm do. like, universe, this is what's going yeah. on. Like, thank you, or whatever. Or I'm, I, I don't know, like, what's, what's, like, this is the one place where I can talk to her, like, one hour. Or I say yeah. angels a lot, too. I'll be, I'll say, mm-hmm. please help me, angels. And I thank my angels, too. Like, thank you for your support mm-hmm. yesterday. Thank you. And getting to, into thank that. You. Sold out Adam mm-hmm. Sandler show at the Dynasty Typewriter Hello. on Thursday, which I did. <laughs> there you I would go. like to say thank you. You got to think. <laughs> you got to think. Yeah. And is that, uh, does the angels, is that from any specific de- denomination that you follow of, of religion or is it kind of a general spirituality? Um, so I actually got really into uh, listening to psychic medium audiobooks and I binged like, I binged them for like two years. I just listened to a lot. <laughs> and So these are people that don't know each other, different publishing companies, right? And they all say the same thing. All of these psychic mediums say the exact same thing. So if you're curious what happens to you after you die and what our purpose is in this lifetime, go ahead and read some of those books. It's pretty awesome. Um, Some of my favorites are uh, George Orwell's, or sorry, George Anderson, not George Orwell, George Anderson. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't, I don't, (laughs) not familiar with that. (laughs) George Anderson's We Don't Die. And then um, I think it's Laura Lynn Jackson's The Light Between Us. Those were two really inspiring ones at the very beginning when I was uh, first, first getting into it. But basically they say that um, we tend to travel, we, we reincarnate to these different lifetimes uh, in soul packs. And the main people in our lives are basically like, almost like uh, actors in a play, like we're all cast as in different roles to help each other achieve one, like basically you're here to 
overcome something and many things, but like usually it's like one overarching thing and we're all here to help each other. Um, and so basically when your people and your soul pack die, they are now your angels on the other side, like pulling strings and seeing stuff that you can't see. And obviously we can't see them, but they're like constantly working for us. And there's a rule that they are not allowed to help us unless we ask for it. So oh. that's why. And animals too, I bet, right? Um, they, they did say that animals are usually, if you had like an animal that you loved, they're usually the first ones to meet you when you cross over to the mm -hmm. other side. And then once everyone's oh like, God. everyone is done, you do it again. You like, it's like mm -hmm. everyone goes in it again, but takes a different role. So it's like are, Lost, the ending of Lost. It's, yeah, it's like, Spoiler it's like, for the ending of Lost. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of um, Kabbalistic concepts in this too. I actually, I studied Kabbalah for two years before I realized it was incredibly sexist and stopped, dropped out of the Kabbalah center. But I actually started studying Kabbalah because a lot of the principles um, that they talked about at the beginning when I was studying there uh, matched up exactly with what the psychic mediums were saying. Um, so, so you and Madonna, right? Together. Yeah, Madonna actually bought uh, most of the real estate for the Los Angeles Kabbalah Center, and I actually got okay. in trouble for singing on a microphone under the sukkah, which is um, uh, during Sukkot. It's a it's a Jewish holiday um, when Moses was crossing through the desert, you know, uh, out of Egypt uh, with all the people for forty years. They would yeah. they would set up these temporary shelters, um, these sukkahs. And and so that's what Sukkot is. It's like during the the fall usually, and it's, it has to also do with like harvest time. And they hang seeds of different things from the ceiling. I'm not a super expert, but I am Jewish. I grew up Jewish. Um, so when you say is it a spiritual practice? No, there's no like journaling Judaism practice. But definitely my own culture and my my you know my kabbalistic practices go into my mentality you know in in my thinking you know when i journal and um yeah and i know i know like when i you know when i say some of the things that i believe it may sound crazy to some other people <laughs> but that is like i i swear by this stuff you know i oh this is the right place to do it shut <laughs> up i love it to talk about we talk about aliens and other things that we're nice. convinced are real and dmt elves and all that stuff and oh yeah but you know come and come and play so with going us. back to the kabbalah center so yeah so i <clears> sang <throat> on a microphone under the sukkah and they told me that women are not allowed to sing on microphones in front of men and i got in trouble for offending people and wow. um was told to know my audience essentially and I was like, you know, Madonna bought the real estate. Like, she literally bought the space that I sang on. Yeah. Could Madonna not sing on this microphone? Yeah, exactly. Know. Exactly. Would you tell her not to sing? Or, like, what do you? how do you think this paid? How do you think she paid for this? With yeah. her voice <laughs> singing on a microphone. So that was hypocritical enough for me to drop out of the Kabbalah Center. There was some other stuff that wasn't so great that happened, too. But... I did get a lot of um, a lot of good stuff out of it as well. So that stuff I keep, and then the not so good stuff I give away. Like it's always yeah. like that, right? When these <laughs> things that are like so enlightening and illuminating, there's always like this heavy dark, dark side that goes with along, and you For just sure. have to like, and you just have to find it, the way. With, like you have to find a way with any organization, it. Yeah. whether it be spiritual or otherwise. You know, 
the same problem. UCB. Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. I, yeah. You studied at UCB also? Yeah. I mean, we talk about it constantly. Yeah, Not like in the, in the heavy conversations, but we keep bringing it up like how, you know, UCB was one of those organizations. Like, like it or leave it, it was an organization that have inspired a lot of people and had such a dark side and then, you know, collapsed on itself. And we don't know what the future holds for True. it. True. <clears throat> there are shows around. now yeah, again. They're gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't gone back to UCB Franklin yet. I haven't seen any shows there yet, and I want to. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, let's go see a show. Yet we don't go. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let, let's do a show. All right, see you. Let's see you do later. A show. Yeah, you don't let's have do to be show. alone anymore. I won't be. <laughs> Joe. So, it, uh, when you earlier you said like in your journaling, it's the only time in the day you talk to yourself or like have a conversation with yourself. I think you might have said. Yeah. Which, I find that interesting on two two ways because like I often I take walks a lot and uh, am alone a lot as I've established and I'm constantly plus the dogs plus the dogs yeah with though. the dogs they're oh, not great oh. conversationalists yeah. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm constantly having conversations with myself about what I think about certain things processing yeah. things you know especially something comes up at work. I go take a walk and I'm like, okay, am I really upset about this or am I upset about something beneath it instead? Mm -hmm. You know, something not as surface level. We'll call it note behind the note. Yeah, what's the note behind the note? (laughs) So I'm constantly having those, but I imagine like writing it, whether you're using paper or a keyboard, your brain is doing something differently. I actually think it's very important to handwrite good morning pages. Um, so handwriting actually uses a completely different part of your brain than typing. Mm-hmm. And so when you're writing, I believe it's you're accessing the same creative, you're the right side of your brain. It's like you're accessing the right side of your brain. I believe typing might be the left side of your brain. It's like the opposite side. So and all your yeah. creativity comes from the right side of your brain. There's actually a book called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain by Betty Edwards. I have it at home. Yeah, it's great. B- Big D, Patrick Daly gave me this book, Joe, the other day. He dropped it oh, off. Oh, really? He, Former guest Mo- and good friend. Not his copy of Moby Dick, but his... <laughs> not his copy of Moby Dick, inside joke. But um, yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I, Yeah, I'm learning how to draw, and this is what's going on. Yeah, learning... Uh, yeah. It actually... Go there ahead, is, since you're doing that, there <laughs> actually is an activity book for it that you can buy on Amazon or whatever um, that goes along with, go. the, with the reading as well. Oh, great. It's Mm-hmm. Awesome. I use it in my class for um, students on independent study that maybe failed drawing and painting the first time around. And so mm-hmm. they don't want to take the full class again with all the freshmen. Mm-hmm. So I have them do that. I just give them the oh, book fun. and the activity book and I say, okay, I'll look into that. Have this done at That's the end great. of the semester. <laughs> wow. them notes yeah. too. Sign me uh, up for that class. What do you take open enrollment? I don't mind. Um, I don't sure. mind being with yeah. the freshmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. I and the the classes that I teach this year, by the way, at my school are three um, D art, printmaking and design, and video and animation. That's so cool. My classes this year. Yeah, it's awesome. And I used to teach drawing and painting. I used to teach AP art, and I used to teach improv and sketch comedy and yearbook as well. So, it just kind of depends on what. Honestly, I have a lot of freedom at my job. You're the fun topic. teacher. Let's face oh, it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I That's definitely so cool. am the fun teacher. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Quentin Tarantino famously uh, writes his screenplays by hand. Oh, does he? Yeah. I haven't heard 
And then he'll and later have someone type them. I, I don't think he types them himself. That's really interesting. And he he has, has enough money to pay somebody to translate it. And then also uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer does morning pages. Oh and he writes all of the lyrics from his songs from his morning pages. It's like a whole different feeling, right? Like writing, even journaling, even anything. Like writing by hand, long, long writing. Was it longhand? What is it? Writing longhand in college? Yeah. Or or typing. Like it's it's a, just a different feeling. Like right, like it's just it's just like you just feel like a different activity altogether. Yeah, and I think as opposed to you're talking about, you know, thinking when you when you walk, and I do think that there's a like yes, there's a lot of really good. Um, validity in that uh self-care in that same with like taking a shower you know you're like processing stuff in the shower driving a car you're processing i think the difference with writing it is it's like you're completely engaged and you're not it's not just auditory it's visual it's like you're you're stimulating both ways of getting information Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's got to be different yeah even just the act of like because you could even have a thought as we all know, like I, I liked what you were talking about having them explain their artwork by writing about it. And it's like you can talk or think about, let's say, oh, I wrote this book or this screenplay or made this art piece and verbalize it. But there's something, too, when you have to put it on paper, like what you mean and something about like how it you need to translate that that I think just makes your brain work totally different. Yeah, it really helps. It's almost like so so you know every time you do something, you form a neural pathway in your brain for that thing, right? Every time you you do an action or think a thought, right? A neuron fires to a synapse in your head. And I think when you are journaling, you're little literally setting up these neural pathways for you to do that thing later. You know, you're like building a bridge that you're then going to cross over later. Mhm. Um, and, and yeah, I, I do think that writing it down makes it active and takes a thought and it puts it out in the world. So it's not just in your head anymore. That's real. Yeah, it, it, it gives it a shape, right? And then you also by that, like if you're tr- trying to take out, say, worries out of your head, like I had a meditation coach tell me that you by journaling about putting down your worries, you kind of clear out your mind like that's mm-hmm. not in the attic anymore. You, you, it's you. You're safe to, safe to know. Like it feels good to know that the worries haven't gone anywhere. I didn't, you know, but I, they don't have to cycle in my brain. Right. They live in this piece of paper, um, and then they're there for me when I have to think about them. Right, like just the frontal cortex stuff. But it's just for me to live, uh, like more on the right side of my brain is, uh, you know, I like I have space for that because I cleared out those worries, and I think that's very helpful when you have like a list of running worries, just to long handwriting down and you know and know that they're not going away but you don't have to like be in that crazy cycle for sure about it i've i've actually found too when i'm like yeah in that downward spiral that negative feedback loop brain that Mm -hmm. journaling is extremely helpful to get rid of that so it's kind of like that um that thing where it's like you cry and you like look in the mirror at you crying and you're just like, uh-huh. it like, I don't know, it like helps you break out of that and actually be proactive. So you're not just, like yeah, blabbering. Yeah, because you, you, yeah, you like suddenly feel better, right? Like it's like really cry it out yeah. and feel better, right? Doesn't mean you 
it's a, your go-to to dip in like every second um but there there's there's definitely a reason while why that can again offer some kind of i like to call it purification totally. we can just kind of start to, like start anew you know start like a newer person which is what hopefully we're looking for just in our daily life yeah i notice when i'm really upset i'll write a lot like i will just write pages <laughs> and pages and pages i can probably yeah. write for hours Mm -hmm. but at some point I have to yep. cut myself you do have, yeah you do have a life to live uh and only so many pages I, I'll be like 15 pages and I'm like I hope my husband doesn't you know I trust him that he's not gonna read my garbage and he knows it's garbage I'll be like it's my worry journal but I'm like if he just opens and start reading it it's like literally person with severe mental uh you know unhealthiness <laughs> going you know what I mean because you just try to put that unhealthiness on the page. I think it's also, and I'm it's not, hard though yeah. too. I, I know what you mean. It's hard also with the fear of someone coming and reading this crap, you know, mm -hmm. crap. and, and it, I feel like it took me a little bit of time to get over that worry, like about people reading it. Or I would imagine like, Oh, what if this person read my journal right now? Or like, sometimes I would write like at, towards the beginning of my journaling practice, which by the way, I've been journaling for the past 10 years. Um, every day, I missed one or two days in there um, for either like a plane flight type reason or there was one day I was so busy, I was filming a lot that day. I was like, I was, it was so on my brain, I can't believe it that I forgot to do my morning pages. I literally got out of bed and just like got ready and left. I never <laughs> it's like that. when you forget to brush your teeth, right? Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. I got home, I think, or no, it was like the next morning I went to do my morning pages and was like, wait, did I not do my morning pages yesterday? What the hell? Because I've been doing them every day for 10 years. You would think that I... Yeah. I, that's really cool to hear, like, not that if we had a guest who was like, oh, I've been doing this for a couple weeks now, and it's really cool, you know, that's great and just as valid, but, like, someone who's done it every day for 10 years, 10 that's years, pretty yeah. crazy. Since I moved to L.A. 10 years ago, I've done it every day. It's really, it is really crazy. It's awesome. But it's the most important self-care practice that I have in my life. Do you think it makes you overall a happier person? And if so, by by how much percentage wise? You know what? It's a podcast like 10% happier. Um, I don't listen to it, but I, I know of it. And I I think it's helpful for a lot of people. If there is a measure for you of how much happy it does it make you. Can you tell us? Um, how much happier does it make me? Well, you know, I, I just feel like not only does it make me happier, but I just feel like it makes me a more productive human. Productive. In, in general, a disconnected though, happy. right? <laughs> I, yeah, those are two other things like, where's the chicken, where's the egg, right? Like, I'm productive, therefore I'm happy. Yeah. And also, like, I'm happy so I can do the thing that I need to do. And when I did stand-up, too, I feel like, and drew comics, and now I'm doing sketch comedy. I drew comics for 10 years as well. But it it's like, most of my ideas came out of my morning pages. Same like with Rivers Cuomo of Weezer, like, he writes lyrics. I've written songs in my morning pages too. I've written lyrics down. That's the best time to write. Like if people ask me to write a song, they're like, okay, we, uh, I need some lyrics, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, okay, I'll wait till tomorrow and do it when I wake up in my pages. It's like I'm not is my favorite thinking time. about it as much. It's just like mm -hmm. it comes out more naturally. There's no judgment. There's yeah. no, especially if you wake up early. Um, you know, during the pandemic, before it became uh, apparent, it was definitely like my favorite time to be like, wake up at five before the world is awake or even like after the pandemic, like isn't isn't up. Uh, but um, 
it's uh it's definitely a good feeling to be like the rest of the world is sleeping nobody's gonna be emailing me and this is like two to three hours that i can write whatever that is and you just feel such little judgment like the editor is still asleep but the writer is typing or whatever writing away well, yeah. yeah so i i really like um i really like writing out my story or like um when i used to draw comics uh they're all my comics, which are on my website, ladybeaver.com, if you wanted to see my old comics, um, which I think the last one I drew was maybe two or three years ago about bad dating experiences. <laughs> but they're all based on true stories about my life, and I'm the main character, and it's just everything that happens to me in my day-to-day experience, right? Because everyone's crazy. And so it's fun to <laughs> document just the insanity of human behavior. And that's essentially what my sketch comedy group Screwdale is about too. It's just about the screwy behaviors that people have in society and life. Um, but yeah, I would just tell these stories too. Like I'd tell my journal, oh my God, I have to tell you what happened yesterday. You know, as if I'm gossiping to a girlfriend or something. Uh, like, yeah, that's awesome. And then you have it there to draw on for your And I can refer stuff. back to it too. So it's like, even if I don't get to it right away, I can, when I am ready to write the sketch or the comic or whatever, or the stand-up joke, I can go back to the story. And it's like, when it's fresh, you write down details that you don't remember later, you know? So it's like, I try to get all the oh, details, yeah. almost like you're trying to remember a dream. You know, after you wake up, you try to write down all mm-hmm. the details from your dream, which by the way, I've done that in my morning pages too. Um, but... But yeah, it really helps capture it. So it's like later all, it's like you don't even realize that you're only remembering like 60% of the story. And then when you can go back, oh, and then the other place in my life where it's come up and has been amazing is uh, in when I've dated people and they're like, that's not how that happened. I'm like, you want to read you what I wrote down in my morning pages. That's like, amazing. Pages, morning pages don't lie. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I actually wrote down, yeah. did you? Because if you do not have receipts, I do. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I can take a picture of it and send it to you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's properly dated, then it becomes evidence in court is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's always funny to me also to, I don't know, just on the, on the uh, to kind of piggyback on the, waking up and writing your dreams it's also like in that you know half awake half asleep space that sounds like what you do lady beaver is you're extended by snoozing and listening to meditation right yeah. like it's a very special place to be in between the two consciousness um but um it's uh it's very interesting when you have an idea artistic idea and you're like um, especially writing idea and you're like okay i'm gonna write this idea it's brilliant especially in the middle of the night or something and it's just like, oh, it's always such a different idea when you look at it with a different brain that's not half asleep, right? People go through this, right? It's insane. Like how you're like, it's a brilliant idea. It's a movie. It's a screenplay. And you write it down. And the next day you're like, it's not a movie idea. But I can see yeah. how it was very inspired. This happens. Yeah, night. definitely. It's <laughs> happened to me a lot where I'm like, oh, yeah, I came up with like three <laughs> really great idea. sketch ideas last night. And yes. then I look at the book. I'm like, there's not even one sketch idea here. <laughs> Oh, it's, no. it's like writing ideas on mushrooms yeah. it's the same thing like because i remember be like taking mushrooms and i'm like okay now i'm gonna write down all this like creative stuff and the next time i'm like read it i'm like 
this is insane. Yeah. Like, this is not an idea of any kind. And what a crazy handwriting, by the way. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like this person in, in my brain, it feels like such a full idea. And then I just wrote, like, unhoused Dracula. I'm like, that's not a full idea. That's two words. What? What did I spend did I 45 minutes on? Yeah, yeah, I've gotten a lot better too. I think the morning pages have helped me also write down things during the day. And that I do type just on my phone in my notes app. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm constantly writing myself notes because I realize that if I don't write it down, and like you said, Joe, if I don't explain it, I will forget what it is. And I, I need to have it written down in order to remember. I also, um, I've started doing... Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll start it in my morning pages, but I started writing out to-do lists also that um, I can like physically cross stuff off when I've accomplished I it. I love that. Yeah, I, I did that today. That's been my whole morning was that. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, so sometimes I'll start that process in my morning pages. Like I'll start brainstorming the things that I need to do to put on the to-do list. And then I'll be looking at my morning pages and writing a to-do list, you know, that's separate. And I'll, I'll make that. Um, and someday, sometimes I'm like bugging myself for so long about certain ideas that I'll have to like, when I fi do finally do my to-do list, I'll have to flip through my morning pages just to like, be like, okay, what else do I have to do? And I'm like copying stuff down from there. So it's like, yeah, if I didn't have it written down, it would just go away. I would just completely forget well, if, about it. If, if it's not written down, it's just a thought. Right. Yeah. And that's it's scary. Told me. I'm like, that makes so much. Yeah, it's like it's just a thought. Like, so then what is that even? Like, wh where, how does it exist if it's just a thought? Yeah, especially my to do Thoughts list, I have on. to write it down or else, like, it could just be mop, vacuum, and write for 30 minutes or something. But if I don't have it written down, it feels like it's a million things that I have to do that day, right. and it's a massive wave of things. Then you write it down, and you're like, oh, actually. I can and do then when this. You, when you cross it off, it feels so good, yeah. too. It's amazing. It really, it releases whatever that same like button feeling. That gives dopamine. You, yeah, dopamine. It must release dopamine crossing it out because I definitely get a little high. and just like, yeah, look at me being productive. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... And it sounds like you, Lady Beaver, um, keep, save your, you know... Um, Morning pages because they they're so multifunctional that you can refer to them for different reasons. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I to me, yeah. they're like burn. Like I don't not literally, but like cross and throw away. Like well, eventually, I, once I fill it I up. Feel like to me, the satisfaction is in this is the the negative stuff that I have thrown away. And if there's something that was to be salvaged from it then it goes into a different form of existence. I, I keep them all. I usually actually bring my old, I probably have like 10 old filled up journals just in my house right now, but I have like 20 probably at my mom's house just sitting in a in like a, the guest room closet there that, yeah, I'll probably never look at. No one wants to read that stuff. It's not interesting. It's like me complaining about ex-boyfriends mostly, you know, but it's like, it's good. It is good reference. It's like keeping a sketchbook. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't throw your sketchbook away. You wouldn't be go through yeah. your sketchbook and be like, I'm going to save these sketches and throw away the rest. In fact, I get upset when I see people tear pages out of their sketchbook for any reason. I'm like, don't tear pages out. Yeah, just out. keep it. Yeah. What, I have another piece of paper, you know, whatever. I was just putting a bunch of books paper. in our library, and one section is just a bunch of my yeah. old notebooks. Because one of my favorite things to do that I haven't been doing enough recently is 
taking a little notebook to a bar or like I used to go to IO West just alone again. RIP. Uh, and or, you know, a coffee shop. And then I just sit there with my beer, and my coffee, and then just write longhand idea, comedy ideas or story ideas and stuff. And it's one of my favorite things to do, you know, whether it's like I'm breaking a story I'm working on or like I need to come up with some jokes. Um, but then I have all these books and I will thumb through them every once in a while. And it's kind of a time machine. You know, it takes you back to even that time of my life where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I was working on. And then this is what I was going through, even though I'm not talking in the, the notebook about my personal life. All of that comes up. And I'm like, oh, I remember this time of my life just because Unhoused Dracula is written here. You know, it's interesting, too, because I used I did used to keep a diary when I was in high school, like middle school, high school. Even I think in fourth grade, I had a diary and I still have all of those diaries, too, which is crazy. Um, But in high school, my high school journal um, I wrote that I wasn't going to tell any of the stories that happened. I wasn't going to waste time telling the stories. I was just going to write about my emotions and how I felt about things. And looking back now and reading it, I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I write down the story? Like I have no idea what's going on, you know? So I think it's really important to document the stories and document these things that you find interesting or like, you want to say it for some reason, you know, like, I don't know. I, I'm a storyteller for me. I, I love the, the, the art of the narrative, even in my visual art too. I love telling a story and uh, in my, my music videos that I've made, my lady beaver music videos, I always try to tell a story. I think narrative is the most important thing. And, uh, yeah. And so reading that diary, where I don't ever tell the story of what is happening, it really does also put things in perspective writing wise. Like I'm like, this was, this was, this, it's like I'm writing half ideas, like you said. Like I might as well have written Homeless Dracula, whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> don't steal that I idea. Can't the <laughs> yeah, when in high school, or I guess like from an age on 13 or something till the age 16 or 17, whatever, I left. Well, I left for America when I was 19, but I I did write um, diaries. I still don't know if my mom read it or not, I wonder. But um, probably not because she's too self-involved and she didn't care. <coughs> but um, I remember like actually writing just the events, the opposite, like just the events of what happened that day. And it always had to do romantically with the boy that I was obsessed with. So... Um, that I talked about on this podcast before, Pasha. Yeah, shout out. out. Um, Loves the show. Um, You know, he's listening. So it's writing down all those... um all those, uh, uh, you know, like like just years worth of diaries. And I remember like throwing them away and being feeling so good about throwing away. And it goes back to like me saying how crossing out and throwing away is actually... Well, I am... In this podcast, we're talking off Joe and I. Like Joe is more of like a person who likes to have things around him that bring him joy to me the joy comes from not owning things and not holding on to things and the fewer things i own the better i feel it's like stripping away what feels good so to me like the transition into the um of this idea whatever into like a word document well pages document y'all have a mac um it's uh it's always like a more like okay like you've graduated now to like a sketch idea or a sketch or a screenplay or whatever um 
it's unfinished screenplay something that might be happening that is in like a different level but it's just like all like the 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 genesis like happening the embryonic stage is all like in in those in those like actual papers Mm -hmm. holding the pen and maybe even feeling those muscles that usually don't have the pain of writing like oh you know if you don't do it for a few days speaking of which that that's a good point too if you haven't written anything by hand in a long time when you start it doing it, it does hurt. It's like going to the gym when you haven't yeah. gone in months. You will feel like you forgot how to write. And it is terrifying. I remember that happened to me. And I'm a teacher, you know. Mm-hmm. So In the school where every class is an English class. Yes. Yeah. So it's just it's it's just really freaky. So when I so my my uh academic past was I I went to UC Santa Cruz for art and then I went directly to Pratt Institute to get my MFA in printmaking and then I had a year where it was like my first year in the real world where I had a job Um, I was working at a t-shirt screen printing company as a designer and the like head sales person and um, I did that for a year and meanwhile was uh, doing my observation teaching hours to apply to a teaching program right so it was a year where I was not really making that much art and I wasn't writing at all. Like, what, you know, when you're in mm-hmm. school, when you're a student, you have to write all the time and you don't even think about it. You just do it. But this was the first time I didn't write for a year. And then um, I went to Mills College in Oakland to get my teaching credential. And I remember one of my first things, uh, my first assignments was there was a journal prompt on the board and we had to answer it in these little journals they gave us. And it was very difficult and it scared me so much. It really, really terrified me that I had forgotten how to write. I was like, oh my God, I like cannot write. Like even writing a sentence was so difficult it was. It really scared me, and I was like, "I'm never gonna I let this happen ever again." It is scary. Like you don't remember how close you have to hold the fingers to like <laughs> the bottom of the pen. You like, did I go f- higher for me to hold it like so it doesn't hurt? Like, what? What do you do? Like, what? You're is, holding it the, vi- how, the how tippy top. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what? I'm doing it as my toddler. Like, what is happening? And it just felt like there was um, a processing error in my brain. Like everything mm-hmm. was like uh you know the spinny ball of death you know everything was like yeah calibrating calibrating calibrating. yeah it's like which direction does an f go the computer will tell me where it go which way but not my brain do it every day it's it's again like working out every day you don't think about it as much anymore you just do it you know your body is like prepped for it so many things to do, so many things to do, and one of them is the ratings. Joe, Woo-hoo. how do they work? Yes, we're going to rate morning pages on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else for the basis of our scale. So that something else could be uh, related, like, hey, drawing every day is a 5 out of 10, but morning pages is a 9 out of 10 compared to that. Or it could be something <coughs> totally unrelated, like... Um, morning wood <laughs> i won't do that one uh, sounds related to me uh you know chocolate chip cookies give me warm and fuzzy so they're a 10 out of 10 and morning pages is 8 out of 10 because it doesn't give me fuzzies but it's great for me so it could be anything really and if that doesn't make sense don't worry sasha and i will go first nice why don't you go first i will Jill? so uh you know self-care better the the better you creating the or best version of yourself i think was what we were saying for me, that has been going to the gym, weightlifting, 
uh, and also martial arts. Both of those things have been really great for my mental health. And, um, you know, some of those days where I don't go or can't go till late, I feel it. I'm like, yep. my mind isn't clear. I'm kind of intense. Something feels wrong. Um, so that's been amazing for me. I can't wait to end this so I can go to the gym. In fact, I'm very excited to do that. Just go now. Just end it. Just go. We'll, <laughs> I should, we'll wrap it know, up. Next, Lady I'm Beaver gonna, and I will I'm do gonna it record ourselves. while I work out next time uh, and <laughs> yeah. try to see if I can fool the audience. Uh, and to, I'm like breathing heavily. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but that's a 10 out of 10 for me. I, I really enjoy doing it. And it's, hel it's helped my mental health and my productivity creatively. You know, just I think, like. I think exercise is so important too. That's TikTok Live for me. I actually go to TikTok Live to work out. I, uh, I got certified mm. as a Zumba instructor many years ago. But um, Zumba, if you didn't know, is also a cult. You have to pay after you get certified. You have to pay a monthly membership to belong, to use oh, the name gosh. Zumba. Otherwise, oh, you're not right. allowed to call yourself a Zumba instructor, because it's, it's right. Yeah. That, I mean, that kind of makes sense on a business yeah. level. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I was calling it Boomba for Boomba. a while. But then I saw on Instagram that Boomba it came up as an ad for me. It's like a bra company or something. So you'll get sued by them. Yeah, and then get hit by zumba you're screwed <laughs> boom but i'm gonna have to check them out see if i can get one of their print catalogs but uh yeah working out is 10 out of 10 morning pages i really respect it i think i will get into it at some point again to try it out and whatnot um just think of it like it's the gym for your brain yeah like, i really do think they're both physical yeah, I think that if I can think about it that way and apply the same, like, I don't know, regimented structure that I have for the gym and like, oh, I'm going to make this important even when I don't feel like it, you know, will be good for me. But I'll give it an 8 out of 10. I'll shout it out. Even though it's not really for me and hasn't been for me, I uh, respect the practice and see its value. I'll compare... Um I have to compare, you know, to my favorite thing, hot yoga, the thing that I miss most by being pregnant, something that uh, people still do when they're pregnant and go to hot yoga. I think it's insane. Don't do it. Um, not safe. But <clears throat> I uh, definitely miss it. Like, you know, like Joe, you're saying not going one day to the gym, you already notice the effects. Uh, no matter how many hormones are circulating through my body to keep me calm and happy and relaxed. <clears throat> at the same time, the just the level of how much I'm missing out by not being in the hot room for 90 minutes is is just is just is just insane to me of how many months I haven't gone since September and we are in February so um do the math y'all how when am I due so um yeah if hot yoga is absolutely 10 10 uh, out of 10 um the you know journaling that does bring me to some in some ways just like even physical release where i would be writing because i carry a lot of tension in my face like i know many women do and in general like just sitting down and like just writing that and switching to gratitude as i you know mentioned before sometimes you would feel like physical release happening completely mm. uncontrollable like just on its own in my facial muscles where it's not just you telling your face to relax right no it's like literally some deeper level like some fascia shit's going down that you're like i don't even know how this happened it came from like a brain telling yourself you're safe um so i would give that uh, i would also give it an eight out of ten 
even though I don't do it consistently, but it's a really helpful tool to reach out uh, when I need it and nothing else is available. Most importantly, Lady Beaver, what about you? So um, I do think meditation is an extremely important self-care practice for me because I have anxiety that comes from just how much energy I have. That's like the other side of having so much energy is it can manifest as anxiety if you're not properly channeling that energy. Mm -hmm. And meditation is extremely important. And I do notice the days where I skip the meditation, like I'm way quicker to react to just... I like had a breakdown at work one day because um, I was gone for a period at a doctor appointment and I, I left out, I left the work in a text message actually, I texted the vice principal being like, this is the, the packet to put out for the kids. And they put out not just the packet for Wednesday, but for Friday too. So they basically gave out my lessons for the rest of the week, which messed up mm. my schedule for the rest of the week. And I came to school and I had a freaking meltdown about it. And like, was to be fair, that's principal. a big thing they messed yeah, up. That nice. was a big thing. Like it wasn't a tiny <laughs> but one. The, yeah. But then I was like, none of this matters. Why am I freaking out? It doesn't mm. matter. I'll just make both of the packets due on Friday. Who cares? Because mm. half the class was doing one and half the class was doing the other. And I was like, it doesn't matter. They're both still due. They're just both due. <laughs> it's like, why did I freak out? Oh, mm -hmm. right. I didn't meditate this yeah. morning. I was mm -hmm. just like very, very fast to react. So... I feel like meditation is really important as well. And I do tend to prioritize the morning pages first. I think just doing something every day and like having a routine that you stick to is hard enough. So it's kind of like, I feel like you do kind of have to rank it and be like, well, what is the number mm -hmm. one thing that helps me the most? So that's why morning pages for me are a 10. And that is my number one for sure. That is part of my, is my most important ritual that I do. Um, if I sleep over at someone's house and I, you know, it's like what I got too drunk. I wasn't planning on it. I didn't bring my pages with me. I will get a random piece of paper and just do my pages on that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's in my sketchbook and I have to do that one day. I'll just whatever. I still put the date on it. I date my pages every day. Um, and I actually. And with it. it with the morning pages being number uh, 10 yes. or number oh, one, yeah, like sorry, 10 on a 10 scale, where is meditation? Yeah, so medit yeah. Thank you. Meditation, I would say, is is also an eight. It's funny how all of our mm. second number. Yeah, <laughs> all the eights. Um, I, it should Infinity. be a nine or it should also be a 10 even. But like that's kind of <laughs> where it is, honestly, for me right now in, in the ranking system of my life. <laughs> awesome. Fascinating. And yeah, that sounds great. Like it's very inspiring and uh, makes me want to just go and jot down some thoughts, honestly, like just this conversation. So thank you so much, Lady Beaver, for coming on. Shut up. I love it. Would you tell us um, anything to you want to plug anything yes. at all? Yes. Um, so the project I'm most excited about right now is Screwdale on YouTube. We've been dropping a new comedy sketch every Friday and Screwdale is a fake town that we created where everyone's a little bit screwy. It's basically inspired by <laughs> Portlandia and um, old Saturday Night Live 1995 era with uh, the great Adam Sandler, <laughs> my favorite. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so everything is basically inspired by weird human behaviors. Uh, right now we're kind of doing a tangent of people who are bad at their jobs. So we just did bad <laughs> therapist. Uh, we've done bad right. chiropractor in the past, and the next sketch we're going to film is bad tattoo artist. So, um, so that's really fun. We've done a series of bad date sketches. 
But anyway, you can check us out at Screwdale. So it's the at symbol and then screw like a screwdriver, S-C-R-E-W, and then Dale like Riverdale, D-A-L-E, Screwdale. Um, and uh, we picked Screwdale too because it has a, num- a number of different uh, kind of innuendos there. It's kind of like, screw you, Dale, and I want to screw Dale. And everyone's screwy and Screwdale mm. and kind of sexy Riverdale high school yeah. vibe. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, please check us out. We are at City of Screwdale on Instagram, and then my uh, personal YouTube and Instagrams are Lady Beaver, Beaver like the animal, um, and Lady because I'm a lady still. <laughs> so it's kind of a, about the balance of cute and creepy. Um, but a lot of my art is based on human behavior or uh, life experiences. Uh, my last music video, my last Lady Beaver music video is called We Are Artists. And it's an artist empowerment track about the importance of art, talking about how everything is something that was created by somebody. You know, everything is made, um, unless it's a tree, you know. <laughs> and it, someone may have planted it. So that's Someone important. probably planted that tree. Right. There's landscape architecture as well. And people design landscapes. It's true. Um, but but my point is like we don't think about the fact that like our coffee cup, our weed dispensary jar, our lighter, like everything has been. Ma- I just looked at things on my table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, a glimpse you know, into like Lady Beaver's life. My uh, handgun or <laughs> a uh, stunk cage. Or, yeah, I'm just looking at stuff on my desk as well. So. <laughs> but you know, they're all designed by people, and we forget about that. We forget that it takes artists to make all of the things that we have. And so it's an artist empowerment track. Um, and so that's Lady Beaver and I'm at Lady Beaver on Instagram. And I also have a Lady Beaver art page on Instagram as well. So that's all my socials. Please check me out, subscribe, follow if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can. Woo-hoo. Y'all should. Um, <laughs> Joe, what's going on with you? I know there's some excitement happening in your camp. Yeah. Uh, depending on when this comes out, uh, either my Kickstarter for my novel, uh, Technovirus Hero and the Girl, is going on, or it's out for everyone to get. But if you get it on the uh, the Kickstarter, it's cheaper than it's going to be when it's out-out. So it's about it's a buddy cop, superhero, horror, noir novel. So all your favorite things. Go check it out. All of yeah, us. we all love yeah. it. Um, and you know what? These shut up. I love it, listeners. They need to. They need to hit it up. They need to hit it up. They yeah. need to. So why don't you do that? Uh, we'll put the the link in the description of the episode along with Lady Beaver's links. Oh, cool. And uh, also, please follow us at Shut Up I Love It One on Instagram and X. Oh yeah, I have the TikTok you. too. Do you, are you guys on TikTok? There you go. Uh, I have one that I don't yeah. really do much with. Uh, every once in a while, I'll post stuff, but I don't really look at it ever. Oh my god, I love TikTok. For my TikTok people, follow me at Lady Beaver on TikTok as well. I sing and dance on there a lot. Do that. Um, there's some TikTok activity happening. We will post it as well in the description of the episode. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening.